Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP and today is the 23rd of June 2022. The market looks like it's gone bad once again. The global crypto market is down to $881.35 billion. The volume of stablecoins is also extremely low. It is around $56 billion. This is extremely strange and quite honestly not a good thing because this probably indicates that either a lot of the funds have been liquidated or people have left the cryptocurrency space altogether, which is definitely not good. Yesterday's episode, one of the questions I got was that is it a good idea to go and buy stable coins? And I did actually say that it is not a good idea to buy stable coins and probably put the funds in uh, the bank account. I definitely take that back because usually when the price of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies fall down, people tend to buy a lot of stable coins. That is not the case this time. The global crypto market is down to $881 billion. So the volume of stable coins should have been over $180 billion, but it is down to around $56.24 billion. So definitely not looking good. Also, when El Salvador had made Bitcoin a legal tender, when it officially became a legal tender, the entire cryptocurrency market crashed. At that point of time, the volume of stable coins was definitely about $180 billion. And now it is one third of that. So definitely not looking good. So in today's episode, we are going to be talking about inflation, recession, stagflation, and with deglobalization and new world order. What is the future of Bitcoin? Now we're going to share some basic information about inflation and are we heading towards stagflation? We will very briefly discuss what stagflation is and why it is terrible. And the biggest question of all, where does Bitcoin fit into all of this? Ideally, Bitcoin should have been a safe haven, right? Especially in times such as this. Is Bitcoin a hedge against inflation? I must admit, Bitcoin is not a hedge against inflation and it is not doing a good job. In today's episode, we will also discuss Ray Dalio's article and what stagflation is all about. And I'm going to share my opinion on what Bitcoin can do in the near future to become a world reserve currency. A lot of the Bitcoin maximalists would absolutely hate the idea because I talk about increasing the supply, having a fork of Bitcoin or a copy of Bitcoin going right back to the Genesis block. So we'll just briefly discuss uh, that and it's still a work in progress. The, ma- the materials is still not finalized. So in today's episode, I'm just going to give out general points of what I think needs to be done for Bitcoin to be the world reserve currency. Today's episode, we will also talk about Noriel Rubini, who's also called as Dr. Doom and his stance on crypto. Has he changed his mind about crypto or does he still think that the value of cryptocurrency is zero and is blockchain just a glorified Excel spreadsheet. Also, we have a new crypto project savior that is Sam Bankman-Fried, who is the CEO of FTX Exchange and how he is willing to bail out BlockFi and Voyager Digital. So we'll talk about that. Some not so good news about Dogecoin and Elliptic, which is a data analytical firm, has done a lot of transaction monitoring and found out that Dogecoin has been used for illicit purposes. They have published a report via the LinkedIn profile. And what is really surprising to me was that 
Tether USDT is also being used for illicit purposes, so we'll briefly look at that as well. Now, 2022 is not a great year for Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, but Binance is having an absolute fantastic year. Binance USA has launched zero-fee Bitcoin trading, and in the near future, they may offer zero-fee trading for other cryptocurrencies as well. So Binance is definitely having one of the best years in 2022. Regarding UAE, I have two news. Both the news are from Blockchain DXB and both are regarding events that are taking place in the month of July. So on the 22nd of July, I have an event on Metaverse which is called as the Metaverse, the Hype, Reality and New World Order. And on the 8th of July, that is just a few weeks from now, I have a session on Central Bank Digital Currencies where I talk about how it will impact in the next coming years, the good, the bad and the threats to freedom and quite a lot more. So welcome everyone, it's A-Team, you're in Dubai and you're listening to Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, Blockchain, Beyond Blockchain, Cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and lately Metaverse as well. How this series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is, we usually cover some top news and information pertaining to the price of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news and occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the crypto world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East and the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. This is followed by Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions from 8.30am to 9am Gulf Standard Time from the cryptocurrency world. And every Fridays at 8am Gulf Standard Time, we have an episode called as Metaverse Everything, where we solely focus on Metaverse. So please check out those episodes as well. The format for Metaverse Everything podcast is completely different. And I also publish a weekly report that you can find it via my LinkedIn profile. My LinkedIn profile is in the show notes. Or alternatively, you can also go to the Medium page and type in Blockchain DXB. So, let's kickstart today's episode. The global crypto market is down to $884 billion. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by 3.64%. I was hoping that this week, especially the mid of the week, the global crypto market would possibly cross that $1 trillion mark. And yesterday, it was on the verge of crossing the $900 billion mark, but looks like we're definitely heading downwards. And the total crypto market volume over the last 24 hours is also down, and it is currently at 65 billion dollars so a 7.94% decrease since the last 24 hours the volume of defi is currently at 5.67 billion dollars and defi accounts for 8.65% of the total crypto market 24 hour volume the biggest surprise for me is the volume of stable coins and i'm really not sure what is going on cuz usually what happens is whenever the price of bitcoin and cryptocurrencies tend to fall down the volume of stablecoin goes completely berserk, especially Tether USDT. But this time, the volume of stablecoins is down to $56.35 billion. I very specifically remember, usually when price of all cryptocurrencies goes down, only the volume of Tether USDT is around $120 or $130 billion. So really not sure what is going on. And stablecoins do account for 85 98% of the total crypto market 
24-hour volume and Bitcoin's dominance is down to 43.10% and a decrease of 0.29% over the lay. Ethereum's dominance is currently at 14.50%. The king of all kings, Bitcoin, the price is below the $20,000 mark. As of 23rd of June, the price is $19,981. Since the last 24 hours, surprisingly, it's gone down to minus 4.56%. Since the last 7 days, it is down by minus 10.02%. Ethereum, first world computer, is on the verge of going below the $1,000 mark. It is currently at $1,058. Since the last 24 hours, it is down by minus 6.38%. And over a period of 7 days, Ethereum is down to minus 13.69%. Remember guys, regarding Ethereum, on the 29th of this month, there is a massive upgrade which is taking place in Ethereum. And that takes it one step closer to Ethereum 2.0 or Ethereum consensus layer. So my understanding, and this is in no way financial advice, that the price of Ethereum would go up around the 26th or 27th. And probably around the 28th or 29th is when the price would fall down. And this is pure speculation. I could be 100% wrong. And as I always say, my Bitcoin price predictions or cryptocurrency price predictions are 100% right 50% of the time. Binance coin is at $215. And since the last 24 hours, it is minus 2.45%. And since the last 7 days, it is down to minus 4.74%. And one thing which I've been noticing regarding Binance is it is the only cryptocurrency project which is having a fantastic 2022. They've been making quite a lot of partnerships. And later on in today's episode, we will also discuss their Binance USA, which is having a zero fee trading, but that's applicable only for Bitcoin. So the news in the cryptocurrency world and the general news is about inflation. So you have inflation, you have recession, you have stagflation, you have deglobalization and new world order. So the world is definitely not in the right place. So hopefully Bitcoin does provide a much better a safe haven for us. It would be really interesting to see how Bitcoin plays a role, especially in such crucial times. Regarding inflation, Ray Dalio, one of uh, the legends in the fintech sector, has put out an excellent article where he calls reducing inflation will come at a great cost, stagflation. So the article is on his LinkedIn profile or alternatively, you can go to my LinkedIn profile and you will find the link as well. In that article, he talks about how important it is to raise productivity and central banks are currently not doing that. Excellent example of bull and bear market. So he's given a very good explanation of what causes a bull market, what causes a bear market. And uh, if you read through the article, you get a better understanding of what causes expansions and recessions. And he also explains how debts have been increasing relative to income at the same time. Now, I'm pretty much sure that by now you've already watched Ray Dalio's video on how the economic machine works. I might have watched it more than 10 times. And in case you, if you haven't, I highly urge you guys to go and go to YouTube, type in how the economic machine works. 
it is if not the most important video that you would probably see it in YouTube. I might have watched it maybe more than 10 times and I keep telling all of my colleagues to go out and watch it. The question is, where does Bitcoin fit into all of this? But before that, are we moving into stagflation? Now, so you have inflation and the next move is stagflation, which is even worse. Now, what is stagflation? In economics, stagflation or recession inflation is a situation in which the inflation rate is high. The economic growth rate slows and unemployment remains steadily high. So it is the worst of scenarios. So it presents a dilemma for economic policies since actions intended to lower inflation may excalibrate unemployment. So it um, is a mixture of those situations and U.S. did face a similar situation. I believe it was in 1980s. So stagflation is characterized by slow economic growth and relatively high unemployment, which the U.S. is facing right now. I don't want to be political, but what the Biden administration has done, they have even changed the formula of unemployment. So if you look at Joe Biden talking about unemployment, he actually says that the unemployment numbers are looking absolutely fantastic. That is not true. What he has done, he's changed the actual formula for unemployment, what he has done is, so let's say there are 10 people who are unemployed. Out of those 10, if four of them are not actively seeking work, they are taken off from the unemployment percentage. So it's only six. So ideally, it should be 10, but he's only showing six, which is not correct. So that is definitely not good. And that is one of the main causes for inflation. So stagflation can be alternatively defined as a period of inflation combined with a decline in the gross domestic product. So it will be really interesting what to see what the future holds, especially for U.S. Because so U.S. has a cold, the entire world has pneumonia, hoping that there's a quick solution for that. But Jerome Powell in his interview said that he expects inflation to go down to 2% and that might take at least a couple of years. So the big question is, where does Bitcoin fit into all of this? Now remember guys, Bitcoin was created precisely for this particular reason. One idea is that maybe if Bitcoin was created centuries ago, we may have never had a similar situation. Not necessarily too. So what I have suggested via my blockchain DXV website, I have few suggestions on how in the near future we could fix this. Some of them is something which Bitcoin maximalists would absolutely hate. One of my suggestions is to have a fork of Bitcoin or a copy of Bitcoin right from the Genesis block. So you have Bitcoin 2.0 or you could probably give it another name. The second thing is we need to go ahead and increase the supply of Bitcoin. Now currently the supply of Bitcoin is fixed. That is 21 million Bitcoins will ever be in existence. My proposal is to go ahead and increase it from 21 million to maybe 4 billion or 410 billion. I'm not sure, but increase it to a very high amount so that the price of Bitcoin falls down. If the price of Bitcoin falls down, people in underdeveloped countries will be in a position to go out and buy Bitcoin. They would use it as a medium of exchange. The next point is Bitcoin mining hash rate. It needs to go down. So we need to have a cap on the Bitcoin mining hash rate. Any mining that is utilizing more than the maximum cap 
can be utilized for something else, maybe for some other product or purposes. I'm still in work in progress on deciding what that should be. Another controversial point which I have or I have a suggestion is once you increase the supply of Bitcoin, maybe an X percentage of that can be airdropped to each and every citizen of the earth. Now, this might be an extremely bold idea and it may never happen. But again, this is just a suggestion. A combination of all of these things may just be an alternate form of money and may just help countries, let's say USA. At the same time, it would also help countries in underdeveloped nations such as Zimbabwe, Sri Lanka, India to have an equal economic playing field. Again, this is just a suggestion. I'm sure that there might be other people who will just add on to these points. In that case, I personally think Bitcoin may be a world reserve currency. Dr. Doom or Noriel Rabini, who is the chief economist from Atlas Capital Team, has a short interview with Bloomberg where he talks about the US economy and he talks about it that the US economy is getting very close to recession. So go to YouTube, the video is really small, like around six or seven minutes or so. He also reiterated his stance on crypto and according to him, the value of cryptocurrency is absolutely zero. Dr. Noriel Rubini or Dr. Doom is a massive detractor of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Now he could be right because over $2 trillion has been wiped off from the crypto market. Earlier in March, Dr. Noriel Rubini along with Brunello Rosa had written an article and had mentioned that the invasion of Ukraine will have steep stagflationary effects even in otherwise strong economies. If you look at UK, the inflation of UK has gone up to 9.1%. This is the highest it has been in 40 years. So it looks like he's absolutely correct. UAE, which already has an inflation of around 4.5%, is expected to have an inflation of 7.5%. And Arabian Magazine had published an article yesterday where they're expecting the inflation numbers of UAE to go high as well. So Dr. Noriel Rubini's article definitely seems right that even strong economies will be affected by this. So it'll be really interesting to see how the supply chain management gets fixed because of which it might just help inflation in the next coming months, maybe not even in 2022, maybe in 2023. The next news is the savior for few projects. That is Sam Bankman-Fried, who's the CEO of FTX Exchange. Sam Bankman-Fried bails out embattled crypto firms that is BlockFi and Voyager. He helped BlockFi with a $250 million revolving credit facility. And if you go through the Twitter profile, he has explained why he has done that. Uh, so there is a series of belief, uh, seven or eight Twitter threads. He's actually gone and given reason as to why he believes in uh, F uh, BlockFi. And that's one of the reasons why he's willing to help BlockFi. And... He's also committed $500 million in financing to Voyager Digital. So definitely helps, you know, if he's willing to put trust in these projects. Because Terra Luna's collapse did have massive impact on other projects. Now, I'm pretty much sure if BlockFi and Voyager goes berserk, there will be other projects who are dependent on BlockFi and Voyager. They might end up becoming bankrupt or their funds could be liquidated as well. 
So Sam Bankman-Fried helping BlockFi and Voyager definitely has a positive impact on other projects as well. Moving on to news about Dogecoin. Elliptic, an analytical firm, has posted a very important article and they posted this via LinkedIn and this has to do with Dogecoin. They share a detailed report on how Dogecoin is gaining traction for illicit purposes and Elliptic has identified millions of dollars worth of Dogecoin transactions connected to illicit activities such as terrorism, financing, theft, even child pornography, scams and quite a lot more. The report is very, very detailed. So go to Elliptic's LinkedIn profile and you'll get a detailed breakdown. But what is really surprising is in that report, they have Tether USDT that accounts for more illegal activity than Tron, Ethereum and Doge combined. In that article, they also have a column called as Other. Now, I'm not sure in that other if they are referring to privacy coins such as Monero or Zcash or other accounts. It's definitely not a good thing for Dogecoin. The next news is about Binance. Now, look, 2021 was a terrible year for Binance. They faced a lot of regulatory concerns, a lot of backlash from a lot of countries. But 2022, Binance has been making partnership left and right. And Binance US has launched zero-fee Bitcoin trading. And in the near future, they also plan to eliminate charges for more tokens. Now, Binance US is a complete different entity. It still belongs to Binance, but because of regulations and jurisdiction, they have created it as a separate entity and they have a different CEO as well. So Binance USA CEO is Brian Schroeder. Now, he had an interview with Bloomberg where he talked about zero free trading and what he made a powerful statement is that they are in a position to go ahead and have zero fee trading because they can go ahead and do that. So Binance is a massive, massive giant. So those were the news regarding price on cryptocurrency. Let's move on to news regarding UAE. And I have two news guys. Both the news is from Blockchain DXP. Both of them are an event. The first one I'd like to talk about is an event which takes place on the 22nd of July. And it is a metaverse related event. It's called as metaverse the hype, reality, and new world order. Now, the whole idea of doing this event is to educate the people on Metaverse. So, under the hype of Metaverse, we will be understanding what Metaverse is, its impact, and how institutions and companies are joining on board. Regarding reality of Metaverse, we're going to lay down the clear expectations of Metaverse and compare it with the real situation of Metaverse. I also have a timeline of when we can expect the full fruition of Metaverse. We will also discuss the hardware and software limitations and real-life use case. And New World Order of Metaverse, this is something with President Biden in one of his business lunch conference actually used the word New World Order. And where does Metaverse fit in? Will the U.S. have a competitive advantage? And what steps countries can take to be an early adopter in the metaverse? So we'll be exploring that in detail. So this particular session is essentially broken down into two parts. It's part A and part B. In part A, I'll be talking about the history of metaverse, who are the key people who started metaverse going back to the novel of Snow Crash. You will also look at some of Netflix TV shows 
which gives a very accurate description of Metaverse. And we'll also explore what is Metaverse. We will go in detail and talk about the hype of Metaverse and regarding hardware and software in Metaverse, where does Semiconductor fit in? Is US leading the Semiconductor race or is it China or is it Taiwan? And what are the political interference that could affect the hardware and software limitations in Metaverse? Regarding Part B, we talk about areas where Metaverse merges with the physical world. And I'll also be discussing news and events surrounding Metaverse in Dubai. And this whole notion about blockchain in the Metaverse, I'll be exploring do we actually need blockchain in the Metaverse? And if there are, what are the blockchain platforms that will be ideally suited in the Metaverse? The top Metaverse platforms, the limitations of blockchain, and the role of NFT in Metaverse. And artificial intelligence enabled NFTs, how would they work out? In the metaverse so again it's a completely free event you can go to eventbrite.com and type in blockchain dxb or you could also drop me an email at info blockchain dxb or just write in, in the comments and i'll be more than happy to provide you the link for you guys to go ahead and attend this session the next session is about central bank digital currencies now 2022 there's a lot of talk about central bank digital currencies and stable coins what I plan to do is I plan to have an event on stable coins as well. In stable coins, I'll be talking about central bank digital currencies, algorithmic stable coins, and quite a lot of other things. But going back to central bank digital currency, I plan to have an event on the 8th of July, that is, I believe, two weeks from now. And I'll be discussing how it will have an impact in the coming years. So the good side, the bad side, and the threats to freedom. So this is a free session on the 8th of July and it takes place from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. The session is called as Central Bank Digital Currency, The Basics, Threats to Freedom and How Will It Fit in the Metaverse and More. It's completely free event. You can register via eventbrite.com. Drop me an email to info at blockchain.dxp. Try to see, I'll maybe even try to go live on Twitter space. So you can follow me on Twitter as well. And you can just put your headphone on and just listen to what I have to say. And again, the purpose of this session is to educate the general mass on what is central bank digital currencies and how it will impact our day-to-day -day life. That's essentially what this session is going to be all about. And I'll try to break this session down also in two parts. It becomes easier for me to talk about it as well as listeners like you guys to go ahead and understand it much better. So in part A, I'll talk about what is central bank digital currencies, the history of CBDC, how will central bank digital currency or CBDC work, the current state of CBDCs, the different countries currently studying and working on CBDCs, El Salvador adopting Bitcoin, was it a good move or could they have incorporated CBDCs instead? IMF's stance, which is International Monetary Fund stance on CBDC and Bank of International Settlement, they have just been going left and right about CBDC. Yesterday, we talked about how they put up a report, an annual report, and in that they have a chapter called as Central Bank Digital Currencies, not Crypto. So we'll be exploring that as well. And I'll also discuss when will UAE launch its Central Bank Digital Currencies. Now, that will be in Part A. In Part B, I'll have a comparison between central bank digital currencies versus Bitcoin. 
the key differences. And trust me, you'll be surprised with the benefits of using Bitcoin and why CBDCs could be a threat to freedom. We'll also talk about the political implications, the support and resistance to CBDC. And surprisingly, uh, Republicans who are in favor of open source freedom are having a strong resistance to CBDC, which is probably a right thing. We'll also discuss China's role in CBDCs, and there are different types of CBDCs as well. So we'll explore what is wholesale CBDC, what is retail CBDCs, multi-CBDCs or multiple CBDCs, and central bank digital currency's role in the metaverse. So it's going to be a mixture of you know, quite a lot of topics talking about central bank digital currency's role in the metaverse. This is something which I personally think makes a perfect use case rather than using cryptocurrency. So it's again a completely free event. You can register it via eventbrite.com on the 8th of July from 11 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. So that's all for today, guys, on the Crypto and Coffee Update from Blockchain DXP. In case if you guys have any feedback or suggestions, please drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my other website, that is area2071.com, that talks everything about Metaverse. If you like listening to this, please follow this podcast, give it a 5-star rating, and share the word across. Now, for the next 30 minutes, it's going to be an Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. So, let's kickstart with Ask Me Anything series. Hey everyone, it's George from Blockchain DXP. You're listening to Ask Me Anything series, where your listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. Remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. This is followed by two news and information related to Dubai, UAE, and Middle East from the cryptocurrency world. And what you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series, where you listeners can ask any questions about Bitcoin, blockchain, Beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. I have a first question, and this is by Steve, who asks, how do I buy Bitcoin? Steve, this is definitely not financial advice. And this, believe it or not, out of 10 people, 8 of them ask me this question, how do I buy Bitcoin? And my very first answer is, Steve, you don't necessarily have to buy Bitcoin. Think of Bitcoin as currency so imagine someone asking you how do you go ahead and buy us dollar or how do you go ahead and buy the rams so think of bitcoin as a currency instead of buying bitcoin what i would recommend you steve and for everyone who is listening is you don't necessarily have to buy bitcoin instead you could start accepting bitcoin as a form of payment andreas antonopoulos he very clearly explains how he uses Bitcoin as a form of payment. So let's say if you are a business person, a freelancer, or a fitness guru, or a social media influencer, 
instead of accepting fiat currency, that is your local currency, you can also start accepting Bitcoin as a form of payment. And this is completely free. You can do it completely free. Of course, you can offer discounts. So let's say if you're offering any service of $100, you can offer a discount. Like if you were to pay me in Bitcoin, it will cost you only $80 and you receive the $80 worth of Bitcoin. That is my first recommendation, Steve. So that should be the main use case of Bitcoin. So that way you acquire Bitcoin. Now, technically, it is the same as buying Bitcoin, but you don't feel the grunt of actually going to an exchange or using your mobile phone, risking your credit card details. What if the f you don't get the Bitcoins and quite a lot of other things? It is the same, but you're accepting Bitcoin as a payment. Still, if you do want to go ahead and buy Bitcoin, I would go ahead and recommend you to go to a regulated cryptocurrency exchange. If you are in UAE, it is a hub for all cryptocurrency exchanges. The top cryptocurrency exchanges in the world have their headquarters in Dubai. But I would recommend going to BitOasis first. They have been the OGs of Bitcoin exchange, especially in the MENA region. So BitOasis, you have coined MENA. You have Binance, which is the world's biggest cryptocurrency exchange. You have FTX exchange. You have Crypto.com. So quite a lot of cryptocurrency exchanges. Initially, what I used to recommend people is rather than going to cryptocurrency exchange, go to a website called localbitcoins.com. Localbitcoins.com. How it works is based on the location where you're logging in from. It will tell you the list of buyers and sellers and buyers and sellers have a rating but there's also quite a lot of risk associated with that because you have to physically meet that person what if the person does not give you bitcoin just steals your cash and runs away so those are some of the highlights and risks associated with the, a local bitcoins but i don't recommend local bitcoins to pretty much anyone at this point of time again you know steve one thing which i tell everyone is rather than just directly buying bitcoin try to understand the technology and uh, avoid trading Bitcoin and think of Bitcoin as money. I have another question by Kathy who asks, do we need any technical expertise for this session? Kathy, that is a brilliant question and I completely forgot to mention that no, you do not need absolutely any technical expertise for both the session, for the Metaverse session, as well as for the central bank digital currencies. You do not need absolutely any technical expertise as a matter of fact i cannot write even a single line of code so i'll try to explain things at a very basic and a very uh, i wouldn't necessarily say beginner level but at a very mature level something which is very easy to understand and both the sessions that is the metaverse session where i talk about metaverse the hype of metaverse the reality and the new world order it is going to be completely easy to understand you do not need absolutely any technical expertise. And the same thing is with the central bank, a digital currency topic as well. You do not need absolutely any technical expertise. You don't even need to use a computer because what I'll do is I'll send across the slides. So it becomes easier for guys to go ahead and understand both of these concepts. I also have sessions on Bitcoin. Again, it is a beginner level series and it's broken down into three parts, Kathy. You do not need absolutely any technical expertise or you don't need any software or absolutely anything else as well. I have sessions on Ethereum as well, a complete beginner's guide. And all of these sessions are completely free. No technical information or expertise is needed. 
Well, that's all for today, guys, from the Ask Me Anything series. If you guys have any feedback or suggestions, drop me an email to info at blockchaindxb.com. You can also check out my website, that is www.blockchaindxb.com. And guys, I also have another website called as area2071.com, which talks everything about Metaverse. And tomorrow, which is Friday, I'm going to be publishing a report and a podcast on area2071.com as well. So please follow that podcast and follow this podcast as well and click on the like on both the podcast and share the word across. And remember, Monday to Thursdays, 8 a.m. to 8.30 a.m., we have Crypto and Coffee at 8, where we cover top news and information pertaining to Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi, and Metaverse. And how the series of episodes under Crypto and Coffee at 8 works is we usually cover top news and information pertaining to the powers of cryptocurrencies, some major breaking news, occasionally short and sweet news as well, news that has an impact in the crypto world. The other two news and information is related to Dubai, UAE and Middle East in the world of Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. What you're listening to right now is the Ask Me Anything series where you listeners can ask any questions regarding Bitcoin, blockchain, beyond blockchain, cryptocurrencies, NFTs, DeFi and Metaverse. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys, and have a great day ahead. Bye-bye.